0: This, this is a new double deuce. I put a lot of money and time into this. And to protect my investment, I've hired the best damn cooler in the business. From now on, he's in charge of all the bar business. What he says goes. Dalton.
1: folks welcome back to the band cave movie review the podcast that reviews the good the bad and the ugly of movies for men this is episode 84 and today we're going to be talking about a classic 80s movie called roadhouse this great and fantastic film stars patrick swayze sam elliott ben gazzara and the absolutely gorgeous and stunning kelly lynch I am your host Steve Michaels, and joining me is my good and dear friend Mark. Don't eat the big white man slowly,
2: <laughs> Michaels. If we're gonna have a pet, keep Muncie on a leash. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, I was trying to think of something for him, and you know what? I I, I should have thought of that one. That very well done. Uh, like it. That was uh. that was brilliant. Uh, and speaking of him. <laughs> and also joining us is our other very good and dear friend, Jeff. I thought he'd be bigger. Muncie. <laughs>
2: that works too. Uh,
1: that works really well. No, that's not what she said. Wow. Thank you, Steve.
0: You know, I, 1989 was a long time ago. And, um, you know, after watching this, um, I, I had to look closely to see if this was not either uh, produced by uh, the, the Hallmark channel. Or um, the um, the Lifetime uh, Women's Channel.
2: Wow. Too many f bombs for either. A couple
1: other things that they uh, probably didn't need to show on there, but uh, yeah, that's all right.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely a chick flick, but I digress. Go on.
1: Well, we we'll have to talk about that because yeah. this definitely was not a chick flick.
0: Well, I I, I I I will I will pose a different argument there.
1: Okay. All right. Well, you bring it on, buddy.
0: I will bring it.
1: Uh our other very good and dear friend, uh, Ken, uh you got insurance, don't you? Rony, is unable to be here tonight. <laughs> no, he got booted. He lost his insurance. He lost he his got, insurance, yeah. He got dropped. Yeah. He's uh he sent me a text at um uh at the last minute saying that uh something suddenly came up. And he wasn't able to be here. So, uh, Ken, uh, this uh, show is somewhat dedicated to you because, you know what, if you were in this show, you'd have been the cooler. So that's it. All right, folks, uh, we are going to be talking about Roadhouse. 1989 movie, and it's one of those things where I remember seeing this when it came out, and looking back now at this point, one thing that really stood out to me about this thing is we really did have bad hair back then, didn't we? <laughs> oh, we? Here's the sad thing, Steve. We did not know we had bad hair back then. Oh, my God. I'm sitting there watching this going, you know, there's there's some really bad hair in there. You would see these smoking hot bodies, and then they would, like, the the, the, the camera would, like, shoot up, and all of a sudden you'd see this hair, and you're like, oh, my God.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um no. So anyway, moving on. This is uh, basically it's a movie about, and I'm going to read the IMDB uh, review of this movie, or the storyline, I should say, is that uh, Dalton, uh, that's played by Patrick Swayze, he is the cooler in the bars. He backs up and directs the bouncers. He takes a job in a roadhouse that has gotten far too rough. Uh, his attempts to clean up things put him in conflict with Brad Wesley, the town bully and rich person, and things eat up.
2: Wait, wait, the town bully and rich person. Yeah, that's that <laughs> that, that is the
1: first IMDB storyline on this one and you know what? I really can't um, I really can't elaborate on that because that pretty much sums us up. Jeff and I were talking about this movie uh, offline uh, yesterday and I said, you know this is one of those movies I remember if you saw it back in 89 in the early nineties, you know, when it came out, you were like, Oh, this is such an awesome movie. And it's one of those things where if you never saw it again for maybe another 20 years and you watch it again, you go, Oh my God, this movie is really bad in terms of just the acting, the production value, everything about it. It's really bad, but it's one of those things where it's so bad. You love it. It's, it's kind of like Army of Darkness in
2: a way. I mean, it's oh real... oh oh. Are you really going to say that? Wow, I no, time you I, just go I've to seen time stretching out. Stretching before, but I, I dear I, sir, I, you just go bury yourself in the backyard with a lime shovel. I'm not even going to waste time bringing mine. Take money. it back now. Really? Take that right back, <laughs> Mister. Oh,
1: okay, I've I'm obviously uh, pissed on some of these Cheerios
2: on the show. Oh. You just called the holy of holies of schlock and this movie equivalent. You, sir, have besmirched the United States of America. And I, for one, am not going to stand for it. <laughs>
0: I cannot wait to do that movie.
1: <laughs> okay, which movie did I besmirch? Because I've kind of lost track. Because, oh, you know... So mar- How dare you? No, well, it's... I- But, I mean, it's kind of like the Army of Darkness for, like, really good, bad action movies from that period of time. I mean,
2: I'm not besmirching. I'm just saying. Army of Darkness knew what it wanted to do, which was B-schlock. This tried to be serious about it. This is true. Well,
1: I'll tell you what. There's there's some things I want to talk about later on when we get into the show in terms of, you know, plot and everything like that. For those people who have not seen this movie before, it is... (laughs)
0: <laughs> and, and count your blessings.
1: <laughs> but no, would you guys not agree that it was it was a great movie at the time when it came out?
0: You know, Steve, I will definitely agree. This defines the type of movies, I think, very well that were going on in the 80s. This is towards the end. This is 89, so this is right at the end. I know they're out there, like Machete, for example. That is nothing but a vehicle for... Um, Oh, what's his guts name? Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. Okay, I I know there are movies out there that are just vehicles for certain actors, but it just seems back in the eighties, that's what was going on, and we had some strong male actors. And when I say that, I don't mean as acting range. I just mean as personas on a screen that net or that uh, studios wanted to just create a show around. And this movie here, I think. Is a perfect example of what that was going on in the '80s, and this was a Patrick Swayze vehicle where we could just have him on here, and we could just you know basically have a show wrapped around him, however bad it was written. But at the time, it was good at the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But years, you know, twenty years later, this this is a rough movie to watch now.
1: Well, that's the thing; it doesn't age well. There's no. a lot of the movies, and I think this is something that, and we've talked about this in the past with other movies, the stuff that was made during the 80s, with a few exceptions, action movies from the 80s, uh whether it's action, sci-fi, whatever, they do not age well. They just, I mean, when you look at them later, you're like, oh, my God, we actually enjoyed that.
0: Well, but I think it goes back to your early reference here of the hair of the 80s. Yeah. At the time, we didn't know that this was shit, right? (laughs) I mean, at the time, we didn't think twice about having a mullet, right? No (laughs) one did, okay? I, you know, I I did it because of peer pressure, but... So your only problem was you grew a mullet on your face well and and my back hair, but
1: <laughs> yeah, your mullet started from the back of your neck down
0: Down. <laughs> I take my shirt off you still might think I have a mullet I have that George Carlin mullet you know where it was like bald on top and then he had the mullet in the back but good. it was a good look wasn't it's
2: it it's a good look
0: you know in the 80s this is just the way that movies were made, and I think it also demonstrates how movies have really developed and I'm going to say matured since the 80s. You know, you, you think of the 80s as pr- being a pretty modern time for movies, but you look at how, I don't want to say careful, but just how different movies are put together these days. Sure, they're still f- based on a formula. There's no doubt about that, but the way that they're packaged, at least now, I would consider these to be, you know, you know, a lot of the movies we reviewed in, in you know, the '90s and 2000s, you know, pretty solid movies. It just seems that there's been a level of maturity to movie making that is is really grown up since then.
1: I agree with you. Anyway, just basically to give everybody a, an idea about this particular movie, since we've been kind of reminiscing about the '80s, uh, Dalton, who is played by Patrick Swayze, he, he's a cooler. Which, uh, evidently they're trying to give you an idea that there's some subculture of bouncers and bars. Uh, you've got bouncers and you got a cooler who is the, I guess the manager of the, of the bouncers. And he is clearly one of the, the top ones in the industry. And he gets hired by this guy out in Kansas City to come clean up his bar, which is known as the double deuce. Double what? The double douche. <laughs> uh, in the Sam Elliott um, accent. But anyway, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. It, this is one of those movies, folks. This is pretty pretty much put your brain on wash and wear. It's uh, You can't really put a whole lot of reality into it. And um, he pretty much comes into this bar, which is just this dive, and he comes in to clean it up. Then you have Brad Wesley, who's like the town rich guy bully um, who pretty much runs the show. You know, uh, you, you kind of get the idea. He's not quite mafia, but he's pretty much that. And obviously they're at odds because Dalton won't sell out to him. And there's this whole conflict there. And what I want to get to right off the bat, and guys, you've seen the movie. I, di- I haven't watched this movie for a long time. Uh, up until the time we did the review, I think probably the last time I saw it was maybe before I moved to Indy. And so we're talking maybe 15, close to 20 years. And I watched it again for, you know, for the movie, and I watched it again to get the clips and all that stuff. And I finally came to the conclusion, I said, you know what? I'm starting to understand what this movie is. This movie's a Western. And it started reminding me of Tombstone. You know, where Dalton kind of comes in, everybody kind of knows who he is. You know, he's this, uh, like cool, collected kind of guy, who doesn't, you know, um, throw his weight around, uh, and just kind of starts cleaning up the town. Kind of like Wyatt Earp, in a way. And then he runs into the, uh, you know, the, the town, uh, bully head guy who's Ben Gazzaro, who kind of reminds me of Curly Bill Brosis, in a way. And there's this conflict. And it almost reminded me, in a way, of a Western. I mean, it was set in modern time. Obviously, it was set in the 80s. But it was just one of those things where all the conflict and everything that was going on, where you're kind of like, you know, in this day and age, how could this shit get going on? But in in the old Western era, yeah, this is pretty much how stuff went on. And that's what the impression I got from it when I watched this again after maybe, you know, 20 years of seeing it before. My thoughts. I'm just throwing it out there.
0: You know, you may be wily coyote, super genius.
1: <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. I I don't know.
0: You know, Mark, I don't know what you think, but but I can see I can I can see I can see what he's saying. You know that it it is an it is an updated um, current day version of the best you're going to get with a with a western. I can see that. He basically, I think you're right, Steve. He kind of comes in, he kind of cleans up the town, and he's going to move on. You're right.
1: Because that's what he was. He was kind of like drifting in and out. It's like, you know, he was at one bar. He gets hired. He's like, all right, well, if you pay me this and 500 a night, I'll go over there. And when the job's done, I'm moving on. And it was kind of like Wyatt Earp. It's like when you looked at Tombstone, that was kind of like Wyatt Earp was. He
2: was just going there to make a buck. He wasn't there to like. just, just need to stop with. You, you've already insulted one of our favorite movies. Don't. Don't <laughs> insult another one of our favorite movies by. By comparing this movie to Tombstone, just not, use the term Western. That's fine. I'm not you're co- wounding me with not, monotonous not, languor. Oh gosh, I'm not comparing it. I'm <laughs> saying is that there's. You. Okay. I'm blowing you shit, Michaels. Okay. No, you're right. You're right. There, there this is this is a 1980s mullet hair version of a western, and we saw this with God. What was that horrible Brat Pack movie about the Wild West? Remember that Young guns? Yes. Yeah. Well, I've never saw it,
1: but I know what you're talking about. But
2: yeah, I can see where you're going with this, Jeff. You're right. He's he's got a valid point. This is the Marshall, the drifter. Shane comes in, doesn't doesn't want to fight, but gets backed into a corner and has to clean up the town. Yeah, this is a Howard Hawks, John Wayne movie. But those were good movies.
1: <laughs> well I and again I'm not I'm I'm not making comparisons in terms of you know quality of movies or anything like that, but I mean I think this was one of those things where you know when I first saw it, like I said, I watched this thing back in the day all the time. If it was on TV or on cable, I watched all the time, but it wasn't really seriously until uh I watched it for this uh review that I it it finally hit me. It's like, you know, this is a flippin' western. This is because when you think about it, this is, you know, like late 1989, early 90s. You know, where the hell do you get some guy like Brad Wesley who controls a town like this? I mean, this is, I mean, you just don't get away with doing what this guy does. Um, and like I said, folks, when you see the movie, you'll, you, you'll understand. I mean, this guy just basically is this, you know, big time you know i i i wouldn't even call him mafia because he's not because there's no there's no gang i mean he is the control of the town and he just pretty much does what he wants uh you know which includes you know trashing you know car dealerships or doing whatever he
2: wants because the there's problem. nothing like a monster truck
0: yeah i would say it it sort of was a well, I mean, I guess in, in the sense of, uh, I guess modern day era, I guess it would be sort of like a gang. Um, I mean, they, they did the typical, the typical gang things. I mean, they, you know, they basically bully and intimidated people and extorted them for money and ba- basically, you know, considered a domain their own. And in a sense, it was sort of a mafia or a gang. Right. Um, uh, and, you know, and, uh, so I don't think that that's a stretch to make.
1: Well, that was the thing. I mean, I'm not saying he was like a mafia, but it was that he was like the don of the town.
0: Nobody. Well, it's it's as is, it's as mafia as you can get in Missouri.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's,
0: I'm I'm not going to go any further than that. I don't want to upset anybody, anybody, any of our listeners in Missouri. But yeah,
1: because you know we got tons of them out there listening to us right now. We we They're, may. Yeah. Bye. We do. Yeah, we do. And they are like leaning on every word you say. Do you have something to say about Missouri?
0: <laughs> I know. I know our Londoners are. But, <laughs> yeah. um, they're just waiting for me to make one more crack. One <laughs> more. Go for uh, it. Yeah. That, nope. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. I got him on my good side again. Not going to do it.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you've never seen this movie, like I said, I mean, he just goes over there. He's this, uh, you know, nationally renowned bouncer cooler type guy i guess the cooler is the uh you know the head bouncer who kind of manages and he is just nationally renowned and again it's kind of like going back to what i said before it's like a western because when he walks into this uh uh bar uh when somebody said you know what's your name and he goes my name's dalton and it's like all of a sudden it's like everybody knows who it is oh yeah. it's
0: leopold yeah. leopold
1: leopold, yeah. leopold. exactly so that's obscure. Yeah, that is obscure. That's Sorry. obscure. It's obscure. I don't know what the flip you're oh. talking about. So you what?
2: haven't watched enough Bugs Bunny, Leopold. Mm. Sorry, I digress. Yeah, who would have guessed?
1: So, I, <laughs> that,
0: yeah. ladies and gentlemen at home, drink.
1: <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I was going to say, this is like, like a bob party. If you're going to drink every time Muncie rails a show, you're going to be done in about 15 minutes. What's that word?
0: Derail? Derail. Ladies and gentlemen, when Steve slurs, drink. Flurs,
1: drink.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> People are thinking, you'll get through this
0: podcast.
2: <laughs>
1: it's going to be a long, frigging night is all I have to say. <laughs> Amen, brother. Yeah. Get this show back on track, Come
2: Michaels. On. Michaels, <laughs> ah!
1: <laughs> All right. Um, where was I? I don't know. We're Something talking about, about coolers.
0: And, you know, as far as coolers, I I'm not a a, a barfly. So I I mean, I don't I've never known the term and I've never known that these were sought after highly skilled, talented individuals. Um, so, you know, that that was new to me. And, you know, I don't know if there, you know, are, if if that's still a thing to this day that there are coolers that are, you know, kind of contract for hire type of guys. I mean, I, I, I find that kind of a cool concept. I've just never really had any firsthand experience with it.
1: Well, that's a good question because honestly, I don't know. All I ever knew, um, from my, um, limited experience of going to bars because you know me, (laughs) um, Were you there tonight? <laughs> I, all This I ever, morning?
2: Yeah. All, <laughs> this afternoon?
0: This, Norm! I mean, I've, I've, I think I've only had like two or three Facebook messages this week with you at a bar. And those are the times that you thought about it, so.
1: Wow. Anyway... As I was saying, like I said, I never noticed. There was usually just like some big burly guy standing at the door. But you know, if the cooler was supposed to be in the, uh, in the, in the back, I never noticed them. But you know what? I never started shit in the bar. I was usually the guy that if shit started in the bar, I got to the other end where the shit was starting from.
2: Cause I didn't, because,
1: you know, I didn't want to spill my drink. That's, I you, knew it. It was, <laughs> it was all about
2: the beer. I knew it. it. Was you were game. the guy. It, like in the first fight in the double douche who's standing there laughing until he gets clocked by the waitress. Right? No, no, it wasn't even me. I was the one oh. that
1: was like covering my beer. and I was going to the farthest corner where I couldn't get hurt because you know what? I'm not. I spent money for this beer. I'm not. <laughs> it. That's all I'm saying. But, no, I mean, it's one of those things where I never really understood the concept of the cooler, so you know maybe that's something out there. I don't know if it's something uh that they made up for this movie or if there's actually some you know well, that's out there for this so i I read a little bit this, this
0: character or this uh, this character is actually based on a real life character who who you, was wait, an ex.
2: did you actually did deep well, background work on this not movie. deep not oh. deep okay. very
0: pedestrian okay just very <laughs> cursory type of uh, research that just said cliff i was notes cliff <laughs> just yeah yeah but um it the uh, i and i I wish i i had the, the notes up still but um apparently this was based on a um uh, an ex us um army or special forces guy that um this is what he did um and he guess he worked in north the northern United States and Canada. It was it was based off of his character. He would basically do what he did, kinda come in, help organize and kind of a project manager in a sense of, you know, exactly getting a, a business or a bar in, in line and, and training the uh and training the help. Because as you see in the beginning of this movie, the bouncers are, are pretty rough and just, you know, hillbillies that apparently have the right uniform on. And, you know, he kind of comes in and kind of, you know, kind of professionalizes it. uh, You know, if there's one thing I did like about the movie, um, it it was the the transition that you see from, you know, the the humble beginnings of this bar to, you know, to the end. You know, and and, and it was a nice transition and, you know, all all because of uh, Dalton. And that concept, uh, you know, kind of appeals to me as, you know, somebody that can come in and, and make grandiose changes like that.
1: No,
2: you're right. Mark? God, I don't know what to say about this movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on, <dude. laughs> but
2: it, You know, it, I said to Jeff earlier in the week, we saw this kind of stuff cranked out in the late 80s and early 90s. These movies were just, and this was when Patrick Swayze when it was in his height. I wouldn't call this a chick flick, Jeff. I will argue against that point. But I will say this is a date movie. You could take a date to this movie if you'd been going out with her for a while. I wouldn't make this a fir- first date movie, but it appealed to, appealed is a strong word, but... Huh. <laughs> <laughs> given, given the time period the, in history, right? Given the time period in history. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, folks, it's it's one of those movies. Um But you could. It, it's got stuff guys like, it's got a couple things guys like, a couple things that put your eye out, way guys like <laughs> <laughs> you could
0: you could hang a set of car keys. On the
2: well, if you could find them, then we'd drive out.
0: <laughs>
2: <Fine>. <laughs> um, it's got Patrick Swayze for the girls, and he was at the height of his glory. Mm-hmm. So I, I, get, I get why this movie, it's a good, bad movie, okay? Let's just call it that. It's one of those where you sit there, and I'm sitting there watching it going, God, this movie's bad, but because it's bad, there's a certain there's a certain enjoyment level out of it. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because the actors all really took their roles seriously or because they did and they didn't realize they were making such shit, and then it comes up on the screen. Well, well you know what it is.
1: I think part of it is, Mark, and I've talked about this before in other movies, and there's something about the 80s. Uh, and even the late seventies. And I said before, like our generation, I mean, there's people maybe a lot younger than us that won't appreciate it, but there's something about this movie that it's nostalgic. Maybe it's because we saw it in a different light at the time we saw it. Kind of like we talked about, like when we seen the thing or Blade Runner or even Star Wars, you know, people, um, you know, of, of younger generations than us would look at this movie and go, Jesus, God, this is terrible. It's horrible. And you know what? They're right. It is. It really is. But you know what? At the time we saw it, it was really good. It was that classic kind of a Western set in modern time. But there's something about it. I don't know what the hell it is. I have an idea. Okay. Shoot it.
0: There, there, There are certain actors that just exude cool. I know where you're going. Yep. And here it is. It's, it's, it's two actors in this movie that are in there for the bulk of the movie that you just really enjoy because they're, they're, I'm not going to compare them to John Wayne, but I mean, you know, when you see John Wayne on the screen, I mean, there, there's just nothing but cool and badass about him, right? There is something to Patrick Swayze and Sam Elliott. Those two guys have an air of just badass cool about them. And I can't help but like those two actors and want to watch almost anything they're in. You know, I've, I've really enjoyed Patrick Swayze in, in several movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, you know, for is ba- another bad movie, or I should say I, just a bad movie that I enjoyed watching. Um, and it was mostly bad because of the co-star Keanu Reeves that Patrick Swayze was in was point break. That could have been, I thought, a decent movie until you added Keanu Reeves into it. But we we reviewed next to Ken. Again, he was, you know, the, the focal point in that movie, and one of the reasons that, that movie was, you know, enjoyable to watch. We uh, we reviewed Red Dawn, and now I'm realizing this is the Patrick Swayze podcast. Um, <laughs> but. Um, you know, another movie I really liked him in was was The Outsiders. I mean, I I, I really enjoyed that movie. Um, and and and, and there, you know, he was the, the the fatherly figure, and he again everybody looked up to him, and he exuded this just this this coolness about him. So I think that the reason that we do like this movie, because as I know we're trashing it in a sense, but I watched it and I did not not enjoy this movie. I watched it happily yeah I was yeah. critical of it, but I did enjoy it for those two actors and for the for the for the transformation throughout the movie and you know what the action
2: sequences weren't too bad no and the fight scenes were pretty well done they were yeah for that period of time, the fight scenes were very well done, yeah they were yeah oh yeah, they were you know, and going back to your point, Jeff, I think one of the reasons I do like this movie and well the two there there is Sam Elliott i mean. It's Sam Elliott, not Sam Seth. Elliott. Lord. And you know the thing, and we talked about this. The thing about Patrick Swayze is he's an everyman. You, you, I watch his movie, and I mention this to you. You just get the sense that if, if you know, and God rest Patrick Swayze's soul, Patrick Swayze just strikes me as the kind of guy that during his life was truly a likable guy. Mm-hmm. You just get, and that's why, kind of why you like this movie is because you know guys like this; they're good guys. Yeah, I'm one know, of those guys. I'm sorry. Okay, never mind. Nothing. I'm sorry. What was it? Did did you <laughs> did you just, say something? I'm just
0: I'm just making. I'm just drawing parallels and connections to me and 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 yeah. Never so mind. Who? Me? Nothing. Nobody. Uh, you? I'm, I'm, Steve? I don't know.
1: You <laughs> and Patrick Swayze? Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I would be his. You know
2: idol, who?
0: Or wouldn't You're, I?
2: You know who you are in this movie. You're the nice doughy bouncer in this movie. <laughs> you know what? That doughy bouncer kicks some ass. He did. He did
0: until until a until went upside his head.
2: Well, there's that. No, I think uh, yeah, you like the actors in this movie, especially the Sam Elliott and and uh, Patrick Swayze. They 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 <laughs> make the movie. Fun to watch, um, and I really enjoyed the scenes where those two are together, because it looks like these guys really are friends, right? Those are you know, there's an, the is the acting good in this movie? No, is it bad? From some people, yes. From Swayze and Elliot, no, and no, and and they are. I really love the scenes where Elliot gets introduced and hangs around and helps Swayze out I, because. You see, these guys are friends, and you kind of think, "I bet these guys enjoyed making this movie together." And that's the other thing about this movie that I think I like is you get the sense that everybody making the movie had fun making the movie and, and really enjoyed being there. Nobody yeah. was really mailing it in.
0: I mean, even um, oh, what's the uh, oh, uh, Kevin uh, Teague, Kevin um, Marshall Teague. Teague, Marshall Teague. No, no not Marshall Teague. No, no, no.
1: Kevin uh, Ty. Oh, Kevin Ty, Yeah, that was, uh yes. he was from, uh what, at, what was that Emergency, Emergency 1 or? Emergency. Emergency. Oh, yeah. my gosh.
0: I mean, he just had a smile on his face the entire movie, even when his bar is getting ransacked. He's just looking out the window with a big smile on his face and just happy as a clam.
1: Yeah. Since we're talking about him, let's jump into actors. The one guy I actually kind of, Chuckle about, and he actually had billing in this movie when he watched it. Was uh, Keith David? Did you know? It's Keith? You know what?
0: Yes, yes. I was just thinking. My favorite cameo in the movie is Keith David. I love Keith David, and it's one of the best things in the movie Platoon. I mean, he he also in any movie just seems to have an air of cool about him. I mean, that guy just seems. Uh, that's a guy I would like to have a beer with.
1: Yeah. Oh, I would, too. But you know what got me about that is it seemed it was weird because when you're watching the credits roll, it's like Keith David. And it's like, okay, people know who this guy is. He's barely in the movie. Right. And it's like yeah. he, got, he got billing in this thing, and you see him maybe for, I don't know, 60 seconds.
0: He gets one line in the movie, doesn't he?
1: Yeah. Whiskey's running low. Yeah. But, and I looking at
2: that the whole time going. That's the only time I get to see Keith David. That's, I know. <laughs> that is. That's it?
1: If you're really paying attention, you see him in the background during the the one scene where he's actually in a fight. When uh, Marshall Teague gets into the, uh, when, you know, when he's, when the whole big fight starts with Marshall Teague in the bar. You, you actually know. see him in the background at one point. But it's just one of those, unless you're really paying attention, you don't notice him. And I'm like. I, was this not when he was really making movies or or what? It just seemed odd that he got billing in the, in the top credits and you hardly saw. Him. I thought that was weird. If you like Keith David,
0: he is in 13 different productions that are coming out between now and 2014.
2: Tell the audience what he's best known for, because I don't think a lot of people recognize that name. Uh
1: Keith David uh well I well we did the thing. He was right. in that. Uh yep. he was
0: um He has been in a ton of shit. He was in again, probably one Platoon. of w- Platoon. Yep. He was in Platoon. Probably one of my favorite roles that he was in.
2: Oh the, Pitch Black. Pitch Black Yes he was. Yes.
0: He was the guy who And with he the was German. in the sequel. Yep. He was yep. in Crash, if anybody watched that. Yes. Um he had a brief time in Transporter Two. Um but he uh, and if for the, and for anybody he's got that like a liked great the, voice. If anybody that uh, out there likes something about Mary, <laughs> I like there's something about Mary. Um, he he has a great part in that. Um, especially like, he's married to um, uh, Cameron Diaz's mother. And, oh yes. Uh, one of the great scenes is she comes down in her prom dress, and he is just sitting there licking his lips, and <laughs> <laughs> just. It's, it again it's 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 a classic scene um and, but and if the, you
2: play video games he does a, a lot of voice work
0: he is one of those guys that a has a lot of voice that work. you know it's sort of like a dennis hayes birth hayes yes
2: Haysworth, Haysworth,
1: yeah
0: hayesworth um who just has a, a great deep voice you know i mean he you know he can narrate you know you, know, you can narrate anything um uh what oh, oh, you know what other one and I, and I, we got, we've got to, we've got to review this for uh, episode uh, 167. Um, <laughs> Jesus. They live. Oh,
1: God. oh, God. Him oh, and Rowdy Rowdy Piper. <laughs> That's right after Zardoz. We'll do that right after Zardoz.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I'll wow. get that down here. Wow. God, I forgot about that movie. Holy God that nah, there's a wow all right uh some of the other actors in this movie because we spent a lot of time on uh keith david who no, <laughs> had all of one no. minute of the show. <laughs> who has
2: 10 seconds in this movie uh well
1: obviously we, uh, everybody knew who's patrick swayze is uh yeah sam Elliott. he played wade garrett who is evidently the world renowned or nationally renowned cooler of the uh uh, the cooler scene of Bars. Uh, ben Gazzara, he played Brad Wesley, who was the uh, the town bully and, um, you know, head mafioso who was running everything around. Uh, let's see, we got Sam Elliott. He played Wade Garrett. And you said that already. I, I did say that already. <laughs> Sam Elliott is, Sam Elliott looked awesome. Even back then. That was 1989. How old
2: is this dude, anyway? He was born in 1944. Holy
1: shit. So he was, uh, what, uh, 55? When that was me?
2: Sam Elliott doesn't age.
1: You know what? Because he looked like an old man back then, and he was still kicking ass.
2: Yeah, he's, well, he's Sam Elliott. Enough said. I
1: mean, that hair and that beard, my gosh.
2: And when, to your point about this being a cowboy-type movie, mm-hmm. you've got Sam Elliott's in it. Yeah. Well, I was Cow- say. Sam Elliott is a cowboy. I mean, he well, is. This. He's it.
1: Yeah. There you go. Uh, I want to throw one thing out there. Uh, Julie Michaels, I'm just throwing it out there because she has got the last name as I do. Uh, she was uh, Brad Wesley's Squeeze, so to speak. And um, it was kind of interesting because I never really um, – to be honest with you, when I looked at her, I was like, "Yeah, there's nothing about her that really, you know, blows my skirt up. I think it was the 80s hair because it looked really terrible. Man, you look at her now. Wow. She is. She is. Something else.
2: When and have you noticed what her specialty is?
1: She's a stunt coordinator. Yeah.
2: She's yeah, a stunt that's, woman.
1: That's all she does. She's a stunt woman.
2: She kicked Keanu Reeves' ass in what, break point? Oh, Or God. point break, rather, or some such? my daughter broke kit his aunt kicked Well, his, yeah i mean you know he's in 47 ronin which oh i'll
0: tell you what I, there's I a had, Travis like right i had a i had a hope i had a hope and a prayer there and then i watched that trailer oh, god. and um you know what i I, oh god opportunity lost i think
2: why 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 are you touching that movie yeah she's very pretty yeah yeah, she is.
1: And I'll tell you, she looks like one of those where is the older she gets, the better she looks. Because, anyway, moving on. Um Marshall Teague. You want to talk about a guy that is menacing in this movie? If there's one guy that actually kind of gives you the heebie-jeebies, it's him. That He is one badass
2: dude. Watch your That's mouth. Something. Watch <laughs> your mouth.
1: All right. And one other person I want to talk about, because I want to throw this one out there with Jeff. Uh, The um, totally smoking hot starlet (laughs) in this movie, Kelly Lynch. Holy crap. She is hot. Hot, 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 hot.
0: You're baiting me, aren't you? You're you're baiting me, aren't you? Just
1: bring it. Because you know what, if I say anything more about her, I might get myself in trouble on this show, but step into the trap.
0: You know, to the, to the eye of the beholder, I say. Um, and 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 if you uh, you know, if that, if that's your thing, um, uh, enjoy it. I think she looks like a bird, but um, you know, I, I'm I would say she's moderately attractive, and and she has not aged very well. Um, I, I actually think Julia Michaels was, um, or Julia Michaels was uh, far more attractive than than Kelly Lynch. You have failed. last time. <laughs> I, I did not fail you. You got exactly what you wanted me to say.
2: <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to stay out of this discussion. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I'm voting present. <laughs> present. <laughs> I, know, I know there
0: is one, uh, one, one Facebook listener out there who is... Uh, who, who, who is, who's probably cringing right now at my uh, moderately attractive label. And I, 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 my sincere apologies. Um, you know, again, I, no questioning your, uh, your attraction for the woman you're attracted to. But, uh, you know, Steve, you know, as we've said, I, I, you know, I, I, I blondes don't do too much for me. But, uh, but, uh, no, Kelly Lynch just, uh, there's just not much there. Not much there for me.
1: Wow. You know, if Roni was here. I'd have some backup other than uh you and um Mr. President over there. But uh, <laughs> you know what, we're we'll just we'll just pass this one out. All right. That's it. All right, all right, so we're done with uh we're done with actors and the um Really,
2: she's Sorry. moderately attractive. Mod- They're Mod- just- yeah, moderately. I, I, I would go with that. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Mark. Thank you for jumping into the fray here. And
2: I, I would say, I mean, I if I were going to choose between the two of them, I would definitely choose Julie Michaels. Wow. All right. I mean, if I had just to a pick sec- a blonde, I'd go with Julie Michaels. She's also aged much better. She's taking better care of herself.
1: All right. Moving on. Uh- uh,
2: obviously, <laughs> we've hit a nerve.
1: No, there's no nerve there's no no no, no nerve Mm-mm. No no nerve my, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Wow. so anyway uh so we're done talking about those what about the soundtrack guys what do you think about the music of this movie um my initial thoughts there's some really cool music in this movie and then man you hear some really bad 80s shit Mark is gonna sum up my uh
0: my
2: feelings for the music
0: in this movie. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah,
2: the music this is a movie called Roadhouse. This is Roadhouse music. I think everything time with Jeff Healy comes on, it's roadhouse music. It's fine. It's good stuff. It's eighty late eighties stuff. Um you know, yeah, there's some bad eighties background music when it, we're not in the bar. But and I'm not a huge Jeff Healy fan, but it's Roadhouse. So it's good Roadhouse music. Mm-hmm. The, the other stuff outside of the bar is, is crap. but I, I, Is it
0: is it Scottish?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I, I search high and low, and I can't even come up with a connection. So I'm not, oh, I'm not going to.
2: Oh. And I can't remember the name of the band at the beginning of the movie. We're, we'll talk about it. But I like the music because it, it fits the movie. It fits the theme.
1: Well, there's a reason for that.
2: But, well, and what, Mark, I'm going to. Go ahead.
0: Something that Mark mentioned earlier this week, and I, I mean, it, what I think, at least what he had said to me, and, and I, and I agree with is, um, we like the inclusion of the music as part of the movie. Right. That having that be one of the focal points of the movie and having it be, you know, you know, decent blues type music in that right setting, and it was the right music for it. You know, it was a nice inclusion to the show. I thought they did a really good job with that, and I don't, I think Mark Mark thinks the same thing.
2: Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Did you? What was your thoughts, Steve? Well, I I mean, my thing was is
1: I liked a lot of the music that they played because, like you said, Mark, in the very beginning of the movie, you heard this music being played, and it's like it sounds familiar. I like it. it, it it's got a good beat to it it's a lot different than you hear later on in the, in the movie, the music that they play throughout the scenes when they're in the bars, you know, a lot of it is just, um, yeah, I got, what do you call it? I I mean, you've heard this music before, but it's just played by a, uh, you know, uh, a band in the bar cover band. I mean, you you hear a lot of cover music throughout this movie is why I'm saying, sorry. Um, so you hear a lot of cover band music in this, so it's really good, but like, uh, Jeff said, yeah, you know, when they're outside of that, some of the background music, it's almost kind of like, uh, oh gosh, it's like lifetime music. And it, I, I don't, I don't,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's a good.
1: Yeah, that works. Yeah, it, it's like, oh gosh, where do they get this stuff? And then the next thing you know, you're in the bar and you're like, oh, this is really good stuff. And then he gets outside the bar and it's like, you know, after school special shit. So it's like, ah, oh, God, this is terrible. So I, I I'm not a big fan of the soundtrack. So, and we will talk about at least one of the bands that was playing earlier. And I'm going to look those guys up. It's awesome.
2: Uh, so I think it. honestly, real quick, I think one <clears throat> of the best parts of this movie and this movie has problems. We we'll, we all agree with that. And we need to talk a little further about that. But I think the music is one of the things that holds this movie up and it's still good to this day. It's not bad eighties, early nineties music. It's roadhouse music. You still hear these songs being played, and I think that helps this movie. You know, they could have gotten somebody like Culture Club or Mr. Mr. or Rick Astley.
1: (laughs) Mr.
2: Mr. That would have just sent it over the end.
1: (laughs) Come on, Jeff. Break out of Mr. (laughs) Mr.
0: You know what? I I was going to bring out with a little curie, but um, I'm a little hoarse from (laughs) <laughs> a horse from this week. Um,
2: yeah. Well, how about the firm? Something <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a
0: little, nice. little more uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Uh, <laughs> maybe do that.
2: Uh, nice. But I mean, it would have been really easy to dumb down into some bad '80s music. Well, I will
1: tell you what, it, when you watch it, there was there was some of that.
2: I, I mean, just... but I mean, in the bar. Oh yeah. They could have said, "Let's get one of those late '80s bands in here." And that'll help sell the movie. Right.
1: All right, guys. I want to talk about uh, favorite scenes. What are your favorite scenes in this movie? I got a few.
0: Well, let's go for
1: it. Yeah. It's oh, really- is it my turn? Oh, it's okay. So I actually pose it out there, and you're going to make me the benchmark.
0: Go um, for it, dude.
1: Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite scenes is the fact that uh, it's an old joke. Well, actually, it probably wasn't an old joke. It was probably new at the time. But remember it was the... uh very early on, when uh, Dalton goes to the Double Deuce, and you show the one guy he's like uh, showing off his girlfriend and says, "You ever seen a nicer pair of uh, you know what? And for twenty bucks, you can touch them." <laughs> Didn't that guy look like Shemp from the Three Stooges? <laughs>
0: Shemp, thirty years later and uh, and, yep. and sixty pounds later.
1: Yeah, pretty much. That was my favorite scene. Uh,
2: Jeff, you got one.
0: My favorite scene when I think of this movie is one of the scenes that I think of um, first, where he he's sort of been established there, and of course you got um, oh the uh, the Godfather. Um,
2: ben Gazzara.
0: Ben Gazzara's character, Brad Wesley. You know, he he just kind of sends his goons over every now and then to kind of harass them. And there's one night, you know, you got the guy in the monster truck. Um, he, he's he's been in a lot of shit too. I mean, Anthony uh, DeLongis. You know, he comes over and he's got that, uh, that like razor blade or that, uh, or maybe it's just a, a blade on the tip of his boot. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and, and it, it does, you know, there's a lot of character development in that air, in that scene where you get a sense that Patrick Swayze knows and sees everything. I mean, you know, he is, he, he's been around, he, he knows the tricks, he knows what to look for. And, um. A small fight ensues and he takes him, you know, take it outside and, you know, he, it's that scene where he's kind of mentoring the younger ones and showing them how it's done that, you know, you know, you be nice, but you take it outside, you know, you protect the establishment and, you know, you kind of get a sense that they all, you know, kind of come together and, you know, duke it out and, and, you know, until the next, you know, battle royal takes place. But probably one of my more, you know, you know, it's one of those action scenes that I really enjoy watching.
2: Um, Probably two that I like are when Dalton, Patrick Swayze's character, is introduced after the first brawl in the double douche. I'm sorry, deuce. Uh, where he explains to them he's the cooler, they are the bouncers, where he gives them the rules. You know, be nice. Is your, is, you know, what if my mother, what if someone calls my mother a whore? Well, is she? Is she? Yeah. That, that whole, that whole interaction where he kind of lay, you, he establishes his character and his role. I, I enjoy that. There's a little character development there. And then I really like the stuff where Sam Elliott appears in town, that whole interlude, because some of that stuff really drags where we get, where we get the love interest going and it, it, it drags. But when Sam Elliott shows up to help his buddy, there's like a good 10 minutes worth of those two being Good friends and bonding, especially the bref- at the breakfast where they're talking, uh, and I, I really like that stuff because it it's good. There's some good acting there, and it, it's it's quality Sam Elliott time.
1: I agree.
0: Was anybody oh. else surprised that um, you know Patrick Swayze wasn't in a fight scene smoking a cigarette?
1: <laughs> because no otherwise,
2: kidding. he smoked like the entire movie. For this guy, who's this ultimate. Healthy, badass, Tai Chi dude. He loved his cigarettes.
1: Alright, gentlemen, uh, let's, uh, move on to, uh, what we all want to be talking about. And that is, brother, what you drinking? Mr. Muncie, what do you got there, sir? Oh, thank you.
0: Tonight, I, uh, I partook in some of the, uh, the, uh, Jefferson bourbon I had laying around here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Reserve? Uh, yes, the Jefferson. Nice Resort. bottle too. Please. It is a nice bottle. It is a classy bottle. Yep. And, uh, you know, it, it is a very nice mid-level bourbon that, um, I don't know, a while ago, I had just stopped at my favorite cons and, uh, you know, it was, was one in the mood for another bourbon. And I said, you know what? With this bottle, you can't go wrong. Uh, but, you know, nice sipping bourbon, really enjoyed it. And, uh, uh, I, I don't, have you guys tried it yet?
2: Yeah, I've had Jefferson. It's, it's, it's a good upper mid-range bourbon. You're absolutely right.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a nice solid bourbon. And, uh, it's one that, uh, you know, I'll just, uh, kick back every now and then because it, it tastes good. Just tastes yep. damn good.
2: Good stuff. I am not-
0: And to chase that down, I, I do have a Pogues Run Porter that, um, that has sat in the fridge a little too long. Really? It it's has. Gotten- I'm, you know, the first time I reviewed it, it I'm not, I'm not going to review it tonight, but, um, it, it was really nice. And this is the last bottle and I was scrounging around in there. And yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a little rough, but it's not aged well. It is not aged well. No, it is not really? aged well. You know, I'm not going to say it's skunky, but it is not aged well. So you can't hang on to this stuff forever. But anyways, oh. there you have it.
2: This Mark. What do you got, sir? I am sampling, and I'm not usually a fan of their beer because they love their hops, but they do make, with the cooler weather I, I've i been looking for, and we've discussed this in the past, it's a hard beer to find because not a lot of me- people make them, but Stone Brewery makes an excellent porter. Oh. The, oh, ton- the Stone Smoked Porter is outstanding. Oh, yeah. And again, I'm not a big Stone fan because they love their hops, but boy, if they would turn their attention a little bit more to some of these types of beers, they they knock it out of the park with that smoke porter.
1: Um, Mark, I'm going to second that. Their smoke porter is probably one of the best.
2: Wonderful, Jeff. If you've never had it, because it's hard, we love porters. I will try it on
0: your recommendation. I had a smoked porter not too long ago, and I'll I'll. Uh, I'll tell you what. It just that that smokiness really didn't sit well with
2: me. This one so. isn't smoky. It's just got a hint of it on the back end. It's very subtle, wouldn't you say, Steve? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, get, go buy it. Okay. Yeah. You'll like. And it's only like five bucks, and you get it's like a pint. It's a pint, six ounces. Mm-hmm. Oh, sweet.
1: Yeah. 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 You know, Jeff, if you don't like it, I'll reimburse you. Oh, okay. seriously. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. No.
2: Seriously. I'm He's right. And I'm not. Fee. Yeah. And, and Jeff, I'm not a stone fan because I just don't like, they, they overhop their stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like that. I don't. But this porter is very nice. And another one I'll review at a later date is Founders.
1: Oh, yeah. The Founders porter. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, gosh. But this is a really nice porter. If you, if you can go find it, Jeff, give it a try. It's not smoky flavored. Okay. It's like they passed it. They, it's like they, they didn't set it in a smoker. It, it's as if they just let a little smoke just pass through. Okay. And it's only 6% alcohol. So it's a nice beer. What about you, Mr. Michaels?
1: Well, what I am drinking right now is I was driving by, because I've, I had it on good authority,
2: that um, <laughs> the... You gotta wear your mirrored sunglasses when you say that.
1: <laughs> Actually I'm on right now as I speak. Uh I had a good on thorte that uh one of my favorite uh stopping rounds, uh the uh rock bottom brewery at College Park was tapping a porter today. Ooh. Uh, Liz was tapping a porter at the uh at uh, rock bottom today, so I got a couple of growlers. Can you tell? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm, Yeah.
1: So, uh,
2: you're dropping your
1: vowels. (laughs) Dropping my vowels. So that's why I said that I've been, I've been enjoying, uh, some of her porters today. And I'm telling you what, I just can't even begin to tell you how good this is.
2: It's that time of year when you you turn to a porter.
1: Yeah. And it is. And, And she makes a good traditional porter. All right, folks. Now that you know what we are drinking for tonight. It is now time for Clips, our favorite part of the show. And this is number one.
0: I have a little club outside of Kansas City called the Double Dues. used to be a sweet deal. Now it's the kind of place that they sweep up the eyeballs after closing. You know, and at one point he makes comment that he, he wants to, uh, he's got some money that he wants to uh, to invest in it. And I'm thinking... You know what you need to just level that thing and start all over or build a competing one next
1: door but that's basically what he's doing he's taking pretty much what he invested and he's doing that he's trying to start all over
0: no i i mean like start all over i mean like you know go down the street or something and get the <laughs> hell away from that place hell i i've seen outhouses that look better Wow. That place was a
2: shitter. I don't know what accent he's working for, but it sounds like he just took a hit off an inhaler. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. It could, have could have been. I just, I don't know what he was going for, but no. I thought he just, he, he's got asthma. He took a hit off his inhaler. Maybe he did. Right. Maybe he did. I don't know. All right. Number two.
1: You know, I heard you had balls big enough to come in a dump truck, but, uh... You don't look as much to me.
0: (laughs) Opinions vary. One of the classic lines from that
1: movie. Mm -hmm. Yep. This is the part where Dalton actually takes over the double
2: deuce. Morgan, you're out of here. What the f*** are you talking about? You don't have the right temperament for the trade.
1: You asshole. What am I supposed to do?
2: There's always barber college. (laughs) (laughs) I like that whole scene. It's great with the comebacks. <laughs> All
1: right. Uh, let's see. Number four. I love this part. I call this one nothing personal.
2: I want you to remember that it's a job, it's nothing personal. Uh huh. And call it a c- sucker impersonal? No. It's two nouns combined to elicit a prescribed response. <laughs>
1: All right, let's see. Number, uh, let's see. Number five.
2: What is the joke? Well, there's no joke. I just think I'm looking at a dead man, though. It seems everywhere I go, I hear that same joke. Yeah, well, something tells me you bring it on yourself. <laughs> She's a quick study.
1: I th- there was something about her. I thought she was like really cute. Uh,
0: um, it was her personality. Yeah. Yeah.
1: She was a little spunky. I like her. Uh, number six, I don't remember what they call this
2: one. Well, Mr. Dalton, you may add nine staples to your dossier of 31 broken bones, two bullet wounds, nine puncture wounds, and four stainless steel screws.
0: That's an estimate, of course. Well, I don't know why she didn't get more parts after this. Let's see. <laughs> I'm, I'm just—I I mean, Steve, aren't you with me here?
1: No, I was
2: waiting for her to, oh. to start reciting lines from Terminator 2. You're made of polymemetic memo. Metal, metal, metal. Wow. I can say polymemetic, but I can't
1: say metal. And Mark joins the fray. (laughs) All right. Done. Uh, Done. All right, Jeff. Um, You know what? This one's for you, and this is is from Kelly Lynch. You
2: know, for that line of work, I thought you'd be bigger. Gee, I've never heard that before.
0: Amen, brother. (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. There we go. All right. You know I always
0: right. say, you better feel again.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Mark, this one's for you. Um...
2: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You having trouble? Uh, you know, nothing I'm not used to. <laughs> but it's amazing what you can get used to, huh? Yeah, tell me about it. This place has a sign hanging over the urinal that says,
1: Don't eat big white men.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh gosh it's a great line I I love it alright number 9 don't remember what they, I just call this you're an asshole
2: my grandfather looks like an important man he was an asshole
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> that was the Brad Wesley that's the only time you're gonna hear uh Uh, Ben Gazzara in this movie. Alright, let's see. This is uh, when Sam Elliott comes to the Double Deuce and reads the sign. The Double (laughs) Deuce.
2: It's Sam Elliott. What more needs to be said? The Double Deuce. The
1: Double (laughs) Deuce.
2: And the look on his face. He just gets this look like, oh God. What a shithole! <laughs> All
1: right, uh, let's see number eleven. You
2: want to fight, Dickless? I sure ain't gonna show you my dick. <laughs> <laughs> no! No!
0: I have never heard Patrick, not Patrick. I, I've never heard Sam Elliott drop so many f bombs. Oh my before. god!
2: Yes. No.
0: Good lord! I, oh, at one point, I wanted him. to do. I wanted to do an f bomb count.
1: Yeah. All right. Last but not least. And Jeff and Mark, this one's for you both.
2: That gal's got entirely too many brains to have an ass like that.
0: <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen.
2: Uh, oh, that's, that, there you go. Say that's, it, brother.
0: I you put a bag on her head and turn her around? She'll be all right.
2: Are you... let's <laughs> I swear to God. Oh God. I'm a present.
1: <laughs> Zing. Sorry.
2: <laughs> wow.
1: I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen of the uh, listeners of the <laughs> NK Movie Review Podcast, uh, we're on Facebook, and you know where we're at. And please direct wow. all hate mail to Jeff Muncy. I personally think Kelly Lynch is one of the most beautiful women in the world, but um, obviously my good and dear friend Jeff Muncy
2: thinks she's moderately... Moderately. Moderately. I would agree. She's moderately.
0: She's getting nowhere near the bed with crackers. Okay. Nowhere.
2: I'll tell you and, what. And, you <laughs> know, the wind comes sleeping,
1: sweeping <laughs> down the plains.
2: <laughs>
1: tell you right now, in my bed, uh, crackers, tuna fish. All right. Uh, so that is Are it. Are you was, sleeping like, with the fishes? You and Luca Brazzi. <laughs> Well, you know what? After this podcast, you two might be sleeping with the pictures. <laughs> because I'll tell you what, I think there's, I think there's a big Kelly Lynch, uh, fan base out there that's going to be hunting you guys down. So we are done with, uh, let's see, we, we had, uh, brother, what you drinking clips. Now we are, uh, down to the man cave movie review checklist. All right. Uh, gentlemen, we're doing something a little different here. All right. Folks for the man cave movie review checklist. Number one. Did anyone jump through a window?
2: <laughs> <laughs> With a Wilhelm scream. Oh
0: my god. Uh, you, you, sir.
2: Out brilliant. Yes. Patrick oh. Swayze and one of the goons both went through a window.
1: Yes that was the one I was thinking of.
0: This is the perfect movie for people going through windows. I mean this this is the type of movie that defines people going through windows, doesn't it? it does. And this is exactly this you know, nobody lifting up a window and sliding out you know escaping into the night. no I mean like going through and shattering glass is the is the official definition of going through windows. By the way, I, I love that bumper. like the bumper you got there. <laughs> oh, that's,
2: great. that's a brilliant bumper.
1: Thank you. Thank you. All right. Number two. If you want
0: him,
2: come and claim him. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, you're going all out.
1: Was there a Liv Tyler role in the movie? <laughs> oh, my God.
2: Kelly Lynch. Kelly Lynch. She
0: defines the Liv Tyler role in the movie. This movie did not need a Kelly Lynch in it. Did not. No. It's not. Why?
1: Because every Western has to have the, the you know, the, the hot babe that the dude has to run off with. Of. Come on. Kelly Lynch. <laughs>
0: A second. I can't wait for the next one.
1: Number three. Here I go again on
2: my own. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I know where this is going.
1: Good oh. Yes. We better play yes. better. Yes. Let me contain. Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh, white snake to the podcast. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, we <laughs> oh My
1: the God. Oh, jeez. There's a yes on that one. You know what? George Lucas, you're, you're out of the loop on this one. We're done with you now. We, we don't have any more George Lucas ones now, but, um, <laughs> oh. no, we're done. No, we're done with George Lucas. I don't, I don't want to incur his wrath because, you know, he's got enough money to burn us down. Uh, for number four, There it is. Was there an AT montage in this movie? <laughs> <laughs>
2: AT montage. montage, Jesus! Oh
1: I my
2: God! Think.
0: Uh, you know, God, that's that's good. I like the addition of that to the I show. Do
2: like that.
0: Um, you know, I. Oh, I got one! I got one! Okay! Wow! I can't think of one. Go ahead. The
2: knife in the accelerator in the Mercedes. Oh, and the, the, the rapid
0: killing of people. Yes. Yes. Good one, Mark.
2: You know, we have the knife in the accelerator on the Mercedes to get everybody to pay attention near the end of the movie to the Mercedes. And then, then we, we just sneak go in the and back we, and all yes. these bodies are just piled up. Yes. I, okay. I like it.
1: And last and certainly not least, And so it begins. Was there a Babylon 5 reference in this movie?
0: Gentlemen, I'm going to ask you this one question tonight. Yes, and I want to know from you, how many? I know of two. Oh, Mark?
2: I did not have time to dig beyond two, but I think there's a third.
0: Gentlemen. There is four.
2: We know of two. Okay. You lay the two on
0: me and then I'll blow your doors off with the other two. Mark? Steve? No, go ahead, Steve. It's your well,
2: podcast. Yeah,
1: well, Marshall Teague right off the bat. Okay, right off the
0: bat.
2: Taylon. Yep,
0: Taylon. Marshall T. was Taylon and a great and, character. Great character. I like Taylon.
2: And he was also in, um, Crusade. Okay. He was in Crusade. So he was in two B5. He was in B5 and the B5 spinoff.
1: Okay. Number okay. two,
2: Pat Tallman.
1: Yes. She yes. was in the very beginning. Sweet Pat Tallman. Okay. Oh, with
0: yeah, the she was there with, I mean, she was what in it? Maybe like five seconds. I mean, and Nine. I mean, if you blink, you missed her.
2: Cause there were a lot of people in this movie. Here, there
0: was a shit ton of people in this movie. Okay. Are you ready? Hmm. All right. Do you remember the guy? that had the blade on his boot. The actor's name is Anthony DeLongus. He was in one episode...
2: Whatever Happened to Mr.
0: Garibaldi? Yes. Whatever Happened to Mr. Garibaldi? He played Harry, okay?
2: Yes, and he's been in a ton of stuff.
0: Season three. Yep. All right. There's three. And for four... The guy that played younger, Roger Hewlett, and I believe younger was the, uh, one of the, 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 one of the bouncers. Right. Guy. Okay. Um, he was a thug in Secrets of the Soul, 1998.
2: That was the fourth or fifth season? Uh,
0: the last season. Yeah.
2: So, this was pretty rich with some B5. Good Lord, Muncie. Seriously. (laughs) I continue to (laughs) astound you, don't I? You know, uh, you have more time on your hands. You know what? When you got it, you got it.
1: I'm sitting here thinking, I thought, you know what? No one knows Pat Tallman in this thing because she was like a split second. Unless you recognized her, I'm like... And then all of a yep. sudden, you got Muncy comes in and is
2: like, you know what? i got two more on top of it. <laughs> I, Up yours, dude. I, I noticed I, Pat Tallman. That was pretty obvious when you yeah. saw her hair.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. The hair just threw it away. It did. Yeah.
0: yeah I knew I was going to blow your doors off with with four.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, he sure is. He sure and, is. And,
0: and that's the official record holder now, four. It's, We've had wow. three in the past. This yeah. now, of yeah. all shows, holds the record.
1: Yeah, Roadhouse. Go figure. Go figure. All movies. Roadhouse gets the official record holder of four. Four. Wow. Good Lord. All right, folks. That is it with the uh, Man Cave movie review checklist of this great and fantastic film. All right, so we are moving on to the uh, review of this great and fantastic film. And you know what? I'm going to put Jeff on the spot here. Jeff, you you know what? You You set the benchmark for this because you know what? You obviously have some um, some clear and um, defined uh, opinions about this movie, particularly some of the actors and well, the attractiveness of some of them. And I well, really want to hear what your view of this movie is.
0: You know, thank you, Steve. I I have some strong opinions about uh, the the how moderately attractive you know all the actors are in this movie. Um, but one thing stands clear um, is. Uh, Sam Elliott and Patrick Swayze, um, their coolness carry this movie from beginning to end. And if there's anything to watch, um, and, and that's, that, that is the thing to watch in this movie. Those two, um, play off each other very well, and that's when the movie's at a tight. Um, and, you know, towards the end, we, we get into your, your typical, um, you know, you know, you know, rage, a uh, fit of rage that Patrick Swayze goes into to, to end the movie. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I found the ending kind of anticlimactic. Um, you know, you know, it foreshadowed definitely. You knew it was formulated and very predictable. Uh, but, um, the, the pieces don't help this movie, but there are some Key core things about it, the, the, the inclusion of the music as part of the movie, um, the, the, the the main characters, um, and that's really about it. But I think it's enough to make it a movie that if you haven't seen it, it's probably worth a view once, um, just to watch, uh, you know, Patrick Swayze and, uh, and Sam Elliott. Everything else is very forgettable about the movie and the production quality is, is, it's made for TV now. And well, you can even say it was made for TV then. There is not much else going. Um, and once you see it, you will probably say, I do not need to see that movie for another 20 to 30 years, (laughs) which is what I said after watching this again. Um, so with that, and all the moderately attractiveness of Kelly Lynch. I am going to, um, give this the uh, same rating as her nose measures, um, which is about, uh, 6.25 on the, uh, man cave movie scale. Wow. All
2: right. Nice. Mr. Mark. Jeff pointed out that the two reasons you watch this movie are, uh, Patrick Swayze and, um, and, uh, Shit, man, I can tell I'm I'm done. (laughs) Sam Elliott, this movie's taking it out of me. It's just such a classic late 80s movie. The cinematography, the music, with the exception of the Jeff Healy Band, which I think does help this movie. Both are just, you've mentioned it before, Steve, in this period of time. It's like, what was going on with the cinematography? And you see that in this movie. There's not a ton of character development. You don't really know why people do what they do. It's just to get you to the next thing. The the sets, the stages, they, they all look like it was shot in a back lot. I think the fight scenes are pretty well done. I think you've got some good stunt work here. There's a lot of it. Um, the female lead is pretty pedestrian. You've got a bunch of retread TV actors that or B-grade movie actors that fill in a lot of the other roles, and then people who were plugged into this movie that, with the exception of Marshall Teague and Sam Elliott and Patrick Swayze, that kind of don't really reappear anywhere sizable in roles in the future. But that said, it's one of those late 80s guilty pleasure kind of movies. It's so bad, it's good in, in a relative term. That I will watch it. I did enjoy watching it. I saw it in the theater. I remember, I took a date to it. She liked it. I liked it. And if you haven't seen it, um, don't expect much. But you'll probably go away going, "Okay, that was kind of fun to watch." Uh, and it was. It's very predictable. And it, there's nothing about this movie that has that's going to stick with you in any way, shape, or form. Um, except maybe if you like Jeff Healy and Roadhouse music. So I'm, I'm going to, because of the music from Healy's band, which I think elevates this movie, and the simple fact you have Sam Elliott in the movie, I'm going to give this movie a 6.7. All right.
1: I'll tell you what. One of my thoughts about this movie is, is that early on in the show, I thought it was really good when I first, When I very first saw it, back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, I really enjoyed it. You look at it now and it's like, oh, gosh, you know, acting's bad, production value's kind of whatever, but it really does fall in that Man Cave movie, and it's one of those things where it is a guilty pleasure, like Mark said. If it's one of those things where if it's on TV, I'll actually sit and watch this movie. Knowing what I... Yep. Yeah, knowing what I know, it's like I'll still sit and watch this movie, even when it comes on, because I don't, there's something about it. I don't know if it's just, uh, the nostalgia or if it's what it is, but I will sit and watch this movie. And for those of you who've never seen it, if you're from, uh, you know, a, a, like I said before, if you're a younger generation of ours, you're going to look at this thing going, what the hell are these guys thinking? You got to remember, we watched this movie back when it came out had a different feel, had a different impact us, or I'm sorry, had a different impact on us at the time. And that's what I'm trying to get at is that it is kind of that western in a normal time. And you really kind of have to like put yourself in that mind frame when you watch it. I personally really like this movie. Do I have it on DVD? No. Will I get it on it? No, probably not, but it's one of those where if it's ever on AMC, uh probably after Deep Blue Sea, yeah, I'll sit and it. AMC. I'm revoking their title, by the way. Yeah, well, that's only because if it's ever on AMC, it's because it's following up on Deep Blue Sea. That's just for you, Jeff. So, no, I, I like this movie. I enjoy it. it. Again, it's a guilty pleasure. It's a lot of fun. It's that classic. Late 80s, uh, fun type of movie. And for me, it's a seven. I'm going to give it a seven. And it's one of those things where, again, not going to buy it, but go see it. It's fun. You'll have a good time. All right. So that's it. Uh, last minute thoughts, gentlemen. You know,
0: I think if you, uh, um, got this movie and coupled it with something like, um, Commando and, um, you know, maybe something from, uh, Chuck Norris, um, with the side of, um, Charles Bronson. I think you could have one hell of a day.
1: Um, good point. Throw a little Jean-Claude Van Damme.
0: Oh, there. Oh, there, there you go. Right there. Yeah. Uh, with the cherry on top. Um, I think if you, if you, if you were in an eighty movie, 80s movie viewing, uh, party, This, uh, I think, this will satisfy you. There's no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. Nope.
2: And I think for a little palate cleanser between movies, a little white snake with Tawny (laughs) Katane. I'm telling you. And to get the full feel, just go get a case of Little Kings. Malt liquor. Wow. Come on, Little Kings were, those were pretty good. Oh, my God. No, they were only good because they were cheap and they had high alcohol content. Oh, well, there was man. that part. What's about, what, what'd you say about Tony Contain?
1: Go, <laughs> I'm just, just saying. Such,
0: and that is such a
1: fantastic
0: song. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that whole album is amazing. <laughs>
2: Well, I wouldn't go that far.
1: I would go that far. <laughs> well Muncie would, but that's that's a whole that's a whole nother podcast right but there. But
2: you know <laughs> Muncie also has Devo's greatest hits too.
1: <laughs>
0: who doesn't? Listeners, tell me who doesn't have Devo's greatest hits? Come on.
1: Here we go.
2: All right. You this. wore a flower pot on your head for Halloween, didn't you? <laughs> I have the glasses to go with it too.
1: All right, we're we're done. All right, that's it folks. We are we are done with the checklist, the review, everything about this show. We really hope you had a good time with this because God knows you can tell by the uh the review. And we the sh- yeah, we sure had a good time with us. Uh with us? Did I just with say us?
0: That? yes, Steve? <laughs> Keep drinking. <laughs>
1: So that's it for Man Cave Movie Review, Episode 84. Stay tuned for us next week. We're going to be talking about Soldier. Until then, check us out at our website at com, And also look for us on iTunes at Man Cave Movie Review. And leave us a comment and tell us if you like the show or didn't like uh, Jeff's uh, degrading of uh, Kelly Lynch, the most gorgeous woman in the world. Yeah, we're also on uh, Facebook at Man Cave Movie Review, and feel free to leave comments there and tell us about how uh, uh, Jeff has absolutely no idea how gorgeous Kelly Lynch is. And also follow us on Twitter at Man Cave Movie, and please feel free to let Jeff know that Kelly Lynch is, like, really hot. So until then, I am your host, Steve Michael, signing off with my very good and dear friend, Mark. Don't eat the big white mint.
2: Slow them. Calling this a memorable podcast is like putting an elevator in an outhouse. It don't belong. <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs> All right. Bad feelings, they'd be hurt. And last and certainly not least is our other very good dear friend saying farewell, adieu, and an revoir, Zane. Jeff, I thought you'd be bigger. Muncie.
0: A polar bear fell on me
1: as it should have. That is it, folks, for uh, the Man Cave Movie Review Podcast number 84. We'll see you next week for 85 when we're going to be talking about Soldier. Until then, ciao. So that is it with the uh, Man Cave Movie Review, episode 84, and uh, stay tuned for us next week. We're going to be talking about uh, a movie that was recommended us to... Uh, I
0: recommended are, uh, us to? Recommended us to, right, you yeah. oh, know, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how you... Well, you know what, Steve, the, if the listeners are playing the drinking game at home, all right?
1: <laughs> they, they
0: don't know any Bingo. difference right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, that is it for uh, (laughs) Manky. You You
0: know, know, but but we have no, you know what, we do not have where Steve has screwed up some sort of acronym or something tonight. We don't have that yet.
2: (laughs) I am more BD.
0: Damn it. We still got about three minutes left. I'm hopeful. Come on. (laughs) Daddy needs a new pair of shoes, Steve. (laughs) You kissed my ass. Screw up IMDb one time. One time. One time.
1: All right um uh, let's see and three two one